may be seated for just a minute. I may be reverting to the old days when I went like 10 minutes. I don't know. We'll go as long as God tells me to go. Tonight, I want to ask you the question, why? Why do people go to college? Anybody? Why do people go to college? What's the, uh, what, I understand, I understand the college of today, but why did people go to college? Improve yourself? Make more money? To learn? Well, yeah, that's what they do nowadays. So we go to college basically for knowledge. Now, that's, that's why we go, is to learn, to improve ourselves. Now, I'll take this scenario for any parents that have paid any, for anybody going to college and no, none of my kids, I'm not doing that. They can pay their own way. But if, you, if they were to go to college, and I foot the bill at top college in the nation, and you know, they sat there, and uh, what's failing nowadays? I don't even, it used to be 60 was, a, was an F. If they, six, still 60? If they went through college and they did a 61, they, their grade point average was a 61. Now, how many of you had a choice between a doctor that was in top of their class or a doctor that got a 61? How many of you would go to the one at 61? Nobody? Because we all expect the reason why someone was going to college is to get the information to help their career so that they would be good at what they did. So why do you think God created man? Anybody got an answer? Why did God create man? All right. What else? Anything else? All right. All right. For his pleasure. For relationship. God wanted somebody to worship him because they wanted to. See, he had angels. He had all that. They were always worshiping him, but they were made to worship him, and, and, and that's what they did all the time. He wanted someone to go, you know what? I love you so much that I'm going to give you my whole life. That's why God walked with Adam and Eve in in the garden. He didn't walk with them to say, hey, you're going to go to heaven. He walked and talked with them because he wanted a relationship with them. That was the whole point. God's why is relationship. God wants you and I to seek his face and not just his hand. 
Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thine soul and all thy might. Love the Lord with all thy heart. Love the Lord with everything you got. Now, if we put this into the context of marriage, if a husband or a wife said, you know what, I'm going to love you with just like 20%. It's not going to last. But how many times have we done that with God? I'm going to love you except when I'm needing to stay home from church. I'm going to love you except when I'm too tired to wake up in the morning and pray. I'm going to love you except when that guy cuts me off on the highway. And then, God, if you could turn your back for just a second because I've got a few choice words. A couple of hand gestures. From the beginning... God wanted a relationship, and, and at the, on Calvary, the work on Calvary was all about relationship. The repentance was to turn, turn to face Jesus and to relate to him in a new way. Baptism was to be immersed in his identity. Being filled with his spirit or filled with his essence so that we can be loving and kind and patient. All those things would be in us, being filled with his presence. That's the work on Calvary, the new birth. We've become sons and daughters in the relationship with him. Now, it's frustrating for parents, all you young people that are going to grow up and move out of your house if the Lord tarries. It's frustrating as a parent when the only time your children contact you is when they need something. How many parents can go, yeah, yeah you know, I, I just I understand. Don't worry, you parents that still have kids in the house, your day's coming. But it's frustrating as parents because you're like, where's the relationship? The only thing you need, the only time you really want to talk to me is if I can do something for you. And yet... When we pray, when we have conversations with the Lord, how many times is it where we're just going, you know what, I love you, God. I don't need nothing. When your world could be turned up, being turned upside down, and you go, God, I just want to thank you for who you are. How many times do we pray like that? It's easy to do when everything is going good. But when trouble happens, when you're on a 21-day fast, and it seems like things just keep going wrong, it seems like our prayer life seems to turn to, God, I need this. I need that. God, I need you to do this. God, can you do that? God, can you do? God, can you? God, will you? And we seem to be that child that never seems to contact the parent unless we're in need. 
See, it's through the relationship with God that we get our joy. It's through the relationship that we get our peace, our favor. The promises of God come to us through our relationship with God. You know what? Heaven is a result of a relationship with God. I know there's times when we preach heaven and we preach hell and uh, you know what, we get scared into being saved and, and we don't want to go to hell. But you know what, that's, that's a result of the relationship. That's not the reason why we serve God. It's not the reason why we get, any, get, get saved. It's not to go to heaven. The reason we get saved is to have a relationship with the king. That's the reason why we, we get saved. Heaven, heaven that, when we get to heaven, our relationship with God is going to be made perfect. It's flawed down here because of, of our sin. It's because of us, our flesh, that the relationship's not perfect. But when we get to heaven, it's going to be perfect. So if you have trouble having a relationship with God right now, it's like when they say, if you have trouble worshiping down here, guess what? What's going to happen in heaven? If what God is asking for you to do is tough down here, you might want to check your relationship. There was a motivational speaker, and he, he said these words. When the why is powerful, the how is easy. We need to be reminded of why we serve God. We need to be reminded of why we were saved, why we came to love Jesus in the first place is because there was, we needed a relationship with God. And in that relationship, we are changed. You know, in Acts 3, Peter and John were going to the temple, and they saw the lame man asking for money. And in Acts 3, 6 says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. See, there was, they had been with Jesus, and they started to act like Jesus. See, the religious leaders, they didn't get upset about the healing. They got upset because Peter then, after the healing and got everybody's attention, he started preaching Jesus. That's when the religious leaders got upset. That's when he pulled them to the side and when Peter said, oh, I get a private meeting with you? Let's preach Jesus to you. That's when in Acts 4, 13, and they got, the religious leaders just got done getting preached to it says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. That wasn't, they took, they took notice that, well, they knew a guy named Jesus. They were marveling that, you know what, they, didn't, they, they weren't like book smart people. But they spoke with boldness. And the spirit about them was like Jesus. They had been with Jesus. They had spent time with Jesus. They formed a relationship with Jesus. 
And Judas proves that just showing up in the presence of Jesus does not lead you to heaven. Judas was in the presence of Jesus for almost three years. It didn't mean that he lived a good life. You can come to church, sit in the most powerful services that we have, and still not be saved, still not go to heaven. It takes a relationship with Jesus. If we're going to see signs and wonders, if we're going to see the miracles, it's going to take a relationship with Jesus. It's going to take time, get, take us getting right with God. See, and that while while I'm preaching to the church, as individuals, you start getting right with God, and God starts opening up our God's going to start opening up opportunities for you to pray for people. And God's going to start opening up opportunities for you to speak to people. And when you do that, and you give everything you have to God, and you give all your energy to that relationship, then all of a sudden you're going to see blinded eyes open. You're going to see lame walk. You're going to see the miracles in your life, not just here at the church. They don't have to come to this building to be saved. They don't have to come to this building to be healed. They don't have to be, come to this building to have their heart restored. That can happen wherever we go. In fact, there was no church building at, after that, the uh, first initial infilling of the Holy Ghost. There was no church building. They went house to house. It's supposed to be we come here to gather strength. We come here just to renew ourselves. We come here so that we can worship together as a family. But really, we're supposed to live our relationship outside these four walls. We're supposed to live giving Bible studies. We're supposed to live praying for our enemy. We're supposed to live praying for that neighbor who's annoying. That's what we're supposed to be doing. See, we're supposed to be changed. We're not supposed to stay the same. Romans 12, 1 through 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He's, he's saying, you just give me everything because that's just... There's nothing weird about that. There's nothing odd about that. There's nothing hard about that. It's your reasonable service. You know, today it's hard to get good service, stuff that you would think would be, it's reasonable to expect a smile when someone is helping you at a cash register. It's reasonable for not to have someone be rude to you. Don't go to McDonald's. <laughs> go, go to Chick-fil-A. You usually get a smile and, and nice things there. But it's, it's a reasonable service for us to give everything to the king. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is good, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That word conformed means to be molded. To be molded. That's not actually becoming, that's just being molded. That's a, that's a mold. You look the part. You come. You may raise a hand or two. You may clap once in a while. You may sing a note or two. 
You may live pretty decently outside these four walls, but you're just kind of molded. You kind of looked apart, but you're really not being changed. The word transformed means to be changed into. And the renewing is complete change for the better. See, we're not supposed to just be molded. We're not just supposed to look the part, but we're supposed to become the part. The J.B. Phillips version says of verse 18, with eyes wide open to the mercies of God, I beg you, my brothers, as an act of intelligent worship, he, this says intelligent worship, to give your bodies, give him your bodies as a living sacrifice, consecrated to him and acceptable by him, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your minds, remold your minds from uh, within so that you may prove in practice that the plan of God for you is good, meets all his demands, and moves towards the goal of true maturity. Remold your minds from within. That's taking your inner parts and changing them. We are supposed to be changed. If you go to 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18, these are all scriptures that we all have heard before and, and have read before. Now the Lord is, the, is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. That word changed, we are changed. That is the same word in the Greek as transformed. We are changed. We, when we see, when we're looking at the image and we're, we're being changed, that means we cannot stay the same. If we're going to have a relationship with God, we're, we can't stay the same. We can't treat the people the same. We can't treat one another the same. We are to be changed into his image. We are to look like Jesus. We are to have people go, you know what, I think they've been with Jesus. I don't know about you, but I, I've not had anybody really say that about me. I wish I could say that I did. At least they haven't said it to my face. But I want that. I don't want to just stay the way I was or am right now. I can be a smart mouth. I can say mean things to people. I can be rude. I can get angry for wrong reasons. And I don't want to stay that way. You know why? Because my why is powerful. That relationship is powerful. That relationship means I will walk in peace. That relationship means that I will walk with joy no matter what's going on around me. Paul had a relationship, but yet he lists out all these things that he went through. Shipwrecked, he fought, he got stoned uh, to death, and they thought he was, he raised up. I mean, if anybody can say, you know what, it's just not right. It'd be a dude that got hit in the head with a rock several times, and they left him for dead, in my opinion. I mean, you may have a different thinking of that but that's my opinion is 
if anybody had a reason not to change, it would be Paul. Or at least don't go on ships anymore. I mean, but we, we have no excuse. It's our reasonable service. I was listening to a podcast today, and uh, the preacher was talking about uh, a missionary in Ethiopia. And he was asking if people would raise money for transportation for the people in Ethiopia because the elderly would get up early in the morning if they were having church that day. They would get up in the morning and they would start walking. And they would walk three to ten hours to get to church. Because they wanted a relationship with the king. And while I am not advocating anyone coming to church sick, never. Don't come. If you're sick, just stay home. But I remember back in the day me going, you know what, I could probably cough and you know, I could stay home and kind of just sleep. Coming up with excuses of why I could just kind of stay home for that service. And then I hear stuff like this where people are walking three to ten hours just to get to a church service. When I was in Hungary, there was young people that would take a three-hour train ride from their little town to uh, the closest church. Three-hour train ride every Sunday. They'd stay at church at, in the big town all day because there was two services. They would stay all day so that they could get both services. Then they wouldn't get home till 12 or 1 in the morning and then have to get up for school in the morning. I mean, where are we at? Where, where's our attitude like that? Where's our relationship with God? Can we all stand? And not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's easy to sit up here and go, you know what, you look around the world and see the attitude of people have towards Christians. The attitude people have towards God. America is becoming an idolatrous nation if they're not already full-fledged. The only light that people are going to see is us. But if we're not trying to have a deeper, growing relationship with God, they're not even going to see us. We're going to look like every other church. We're going to look like every other person that says we love Jesus but we're not producing any of the fruit. I don't know about you, but I really, really am desperate for a deeper relationship with God.
I want the power that the apostles walked in to flow through me. I want to see people get filled with the Holy Ghost on the street. Not for my glory, but because that's what God wants. I want to see people get healed. I want to see cancers fall off. Not because I want the glory, but because that's going to bring someone to Jesus. And if we're not bringing people to Jesus, what are we doing? If we're not speaking about him, what are we doing? If the only reason why we are here is to make it to heaven, we're missing the point. We're missing out. I don't really have an altar call because really, truly, this is a time for you to look at yourself. I can't look at you and say, do this, do that. But truly, you have to look at yourself and go, where am I with my relationship with God? What am I doing to grow my relationship with God? Am I meeting him every day? When the fast is done, does that mean my prayer is done? Sometimes it's easier to not have that deep relationship because, well, then we don't have to go through the battles. We don't have to get woke up in the middle of the night with spirits trying to disrupt your sleep. We don't have to deal with people who are allowing the enemy to use them to disrupt our lives. It's an easier path not to have a deeper relationship with God. It seems that way because then we don't have to do the battles. We don't really have to put the armor of God on because we can just float through life, get to heaven on that 61. Oh, I made it to heaven. I got 61%, but I made it to heaven. If the, if the praise singers could come. We're going to take a couple minutes while they sing. And truly, this is totally up to you. You can come forward. You can sit in your seat. But I do pray that you will take some time to pray. I do hope that you take some time to inspect your own life. Not your neighbors, but your own. And go, okay, Lord, where do I need to change? What do I need to do to to be more of who you want me to be? What do I need to do for a deeper relationship with you? Are you going to give me a time that I meet with you every day? Are you going to call me to more than just a one day a week fast? What are you wanting So if we could take a couple minutes as they start to sleep.